You've heard all about this whole paleo thing, but you've wondered if it's really for you. You've been searching for someone to guide you along the way. Your search is over. Let registered nurse Marie Grace Berg lead the way with these inspiring stories of people who have been where you are. Welcome to Transitioning to Paleo Made Easy with Marie Grace Berg. Have you ever wondered why you're having a hard time losing weight? Eat More Burn More is focused on helping you transform your body into a fat burning mode by turning off the hormone that sabotages your fat loss. Go to eatmoreburnmoresystem.com to learn more. Alright, Paley fans out there, let's get started. I am excited to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Tony Federico, or you can you can as um, we can say Tony Fed if that's um, easier for you. <laughs> Tony Federico is the founder and creator of Fed, which is short for Fitness Evolutionary Direction, a popular blog where he shares his collection of paleo recipes, primal workouts, and attempt at evolved thoughts. He is also the host of the popular paleo magazine radio that brings you paleo nutrition exercise and lifestyle from both the experts and the everyday folks. We are thrilled to hear his story as we take him back to his journey when he first started living the paleo lifestyle. To our paleo fans, Tony Federico. So Tony, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. All right, so let's uh, start with what made you decide to go paleo? So I think this might be a little bit different for me than than a, a, a normal quote unquote person just because I've been involved in health and fitness and exercise uh, for for much of my life at this point for most of my life um, I was a chubby uh, unathletic kid who had a tendency towards binging on junk food um, I think you know when I was two years old I remember stealing a bag of Doritos and and ate Doritos at a backyard cookout until I was sick. Um, you know, I used to always get little ice cream cones and cookies and cakes and things like that in the lunch line at school. So I was in no way, shape, or form the picture of health. But at the same time, I was also a child. I was a, I was a kid. So I never really felt confident, never really felt um, good in terms of, of my body. And when I was first going into high school, um, I sort of made this, this decision to try working out. Uh, we had had the opportunity to do a football uh, weightlifting program uh, for freshmen uh, going into high school. And so that was something that my mom signed me up for. And for the first time, I felt confident doing something. I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't good at throwing or catching or, or kicking a ball or anything like that. I avoided all of those types of activities, even though I, I was forced to sign up for and, and play sports growing up. I, I never enjoyed it. Lifting weights, uh, exercise was the first thing that I really enjoyed. It was all about me. I could get my own results based off of my own effort. And that really was the starting point for a lifelong uh, interest in exercise and fitness that, that carried me through uh, my high school years. There's some ups and downs obviously there, you know, going through high school and into college. Um, you know, at a certain point, my health really uh, deteriorated just because, again, I, I didn't know any better. I didn't know what um, I should be doing. I didn't know what, what I should be eating. Um, I exercised at that point, at least, but my diet was still a disaster. And it wasn't until uh, early adulthood, I was about 19 or 20, 
that I decided that I needed to explore how I was eating. I was experiencing some attention deficit disorder symptoms. I was having a hard time studying and a hard time concentrating. And um, mentally, emotionally, I had uh, lots of difficulties uh, controlling anger and, and controlling stress. Um, so I, I felt like it was important to really try and eat clean. And to me, at that time, uh, it was better than Hot Pockets and, and McDonald's. But that meant whole grains and that meant salads and that meant sort of the standard healthy American diet. You know, we talk about the standard American diet being junk food and uh, processed foods. But then there's also this standard healthy diet, which is, you know, the food pyramid. Eat five to seven servings of fruits and eat whole grains and, and eat vegetables and, uh, you know, drink water and, and low fat products and things of that nature. So for me, going from the standard unhealthy American diet to the standard healthy American diet actually did experience quite uh, positive results that that was something that made me feel significantly better and and at that time led to quite a bit of improvement um, I became a personal trainer I studied exercise science in college and upon graduation started working with clients helping to uh, to help the clients to reach achieve their goals um, I thought it was a great opportunity for me to always have a gym membership because working in a gym uh, clearly, you can work out whenever you want and uh, be surrounded by health. So my own self-interest was at play there. And for years, I, I tested different things, low carb. I tested um, you know, being more of a, a vegan or a vegetarian. I tested um, you know, different supplements and shakes and protein powders and protein bars. And so I really had years of exploring all these different uh, ideas about exercise and diet uh, with myself and then also with my clientele, which at this point, you know, there's several thousand people that I've worked with um, since this first began. Um, ultimately, however, and, and this is to actually bring us in a very long-winded way to your original question, a client of mine asked me about paleo and I think that that's one of the great opportunities of being a personal trainer is that I get to talk to a lot of people and I get to be in front of people all day and I get to talk to people about health and fitness and this personal uh, training client said hey have you ever heard of this paleo thing and I told him I hadn't but for whatever reason I said why don't we do it for 30 days and find out so after this client gave me a copy of the paleo diet by Dr. Lauren Cordain I I went all in. I at this point um, the biggest change was cutting out whole grains and and reading the book really opened my eyes to this idea of why we eat what we eat, not just um, you know eat this because it's healthy. It's eat this because we're biologically adapted to eat certain foods, and that just like any other animal in this planet, there's a, a human diet. You know, a lion has a diet, a tiger has a diet, a monkey has a diet. Uh, a cow has a, a diet. It's not a diet in the sense of, of a restricted set meal plan, but there's things that their their bodies work better with. And and paleo was the first thing. Dr. Lauren Cordain's book was the first thing to say that. And it's something that immediately clicked because it's something that I had felt for a long time. I felt like there had to be something that made sense. There had to be something that made sense uh, such that we didn't have to fight with ourselves constantly. We didn't always have to struggle with food. And it just didn't seem like having a constant battle was healthy. Uh, constantly restricting was healthy. So when I when I first 
adopted the paleo diet as it was outlined in the book uh, the paleo diet it all felt really natural it all felt really good I did lose some weight but that you know ultimately I gained some of that weight back so that wasn't really it um, I did feel much better energetically just in terms of my you know my energy levels throughout the day uh, the biggest thing though was I felt the struggle went away I felt like the constant battle went away uh, I felt like the emotional eating to a large extent went away I felt like the constant food cravings that I'd always managed and that I always talked to my clients about ah, oh, you have to have willpower I felt like willpower became less of an issue when I took certain foods off the table and so I guess my own personal paleo diet has changed since then but that's really how I, I got introduced to it that's how I got started with it it was the the end point I, I guess to call it endpoints a little bit premature but it's the most recent endpoint in a many many year process that involves uh, my own my own self-growth my own self-development and, and it just really made sense for me at that time I really like what you've just said and thank you for sharing your story I mean be growing up as a chubby kid and then you had this ADD and that prompted you to really look look into yourself and look into your health and started yeah and then you became a personal trainer you were training and teaching others until you accidentally discover paleo and right yeah dr lawrence cordain book book cordain's book is actually my first intro to the paleo as well and you know like what like what you said what you just said i was like really um not not surprised but impressed but oh my god all this time this is it, it is like it is supposed to be like this so it was right it was really enlightening to me um so i really i re I highly recommend that that book for those listeners who haven't heard about or who want to explore more about um the paleo approach to eating so that led us to the next question um what was your vision that drove you to succeed following the paleo approach to eating so uh, so again really this has been a lifelong approach this has been a, a lifelong process for me um, paleo is just the most recent evolution of that process and I think that that's where the name of my blog initially it was fitness in an evolutionary direction and and that was my idea it's fitness in a direction it's in a process it's in a journey we're never actually getting there we're never actually arriving anywhere we're just uh, growing and changing and once we think that we've we've achieved our, our goal a new goal arises so we're, we're constantly growing and, and moving and and that's really what drives me is this experience of of constant growth of constant renewal of of thinking okay I figured it out and then a new piece of information comes along and it changes my way of thinking um, you know, personally, my fitness goals change. Uh, I, I turned 30 recently, so uh, one of my goals was to do a backflip. And I have no gymnastics experience. And like I said uh, at the beginning of the interview, I was a chubby, unathletic kid. I was the kid that couldn't do a single pull-up uh, in in gym class. But uh, I, I set that goal, and I think that, in part, because of the concentration and the confidence that I've I've been able to build over the years just by getting involved in fitness and exercise and, and now with eating uh, a paleo diet I had the belief that I could create my vision that I could I could think to myself I'd like to do a backflip and and actually go out and do that and I think a big part of creating your vision is asking for help um, I did that with 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 my my own personal health at various points reaching out to other experts reaching out to family reaching out to friends talking to other people uh, and then asking 
for resources and sometimes paying paying for them to assist you. So in the case of doing a backflip, I uh, went to a gymnastics uh, facility. I had to call many different places around town. I had to try many different classes, and then finally I found one where uh, there's a coach who was going to help teach me do it. And within three months, um, I was eventually able to do a full backflip from the ground um, and and achieved one of my lifelong goals. Um, and I feel like that is the kind of thing that keeps me motivated in terms of my bigger journey. It's always having something that's exciting you uh, and, and knowing that there is a process to achieve it. So for, for example, somebody listening to this, you know, maybe right now that that goal for them is to eat paleo for a month. You know, so if that's something that excites you, if that's something that energizes you, you know, reach out for resources. Uh, this podcast obviously is one. So listening to things like this is a big step. Talking to your friends, talking to your family, you know, really having a clear idea in your mind of, of what it is that you'd like to achieve because there's going to be ups and downs along the way and there's going to be things that get in your way and uh, you have to understand that that's part of it. Um, getting discouraged is part of it. And and at some point, the excitement is going to kind of taper off and, and some of that initial motivation is going to taper off and then it becomes a practice and then it becomes, okay, this is something that I do every day. I, it's like brushing my teeth. It's like getting out of bed in the morning. I, I eat certain things. I move my body in, in deliberate ways. Um, and this is, this is just part of who I am. So you kind of take it uh, through that whole process. What a compelling vision you have there. I mean, I mean, talk about being able to do backflip. Wow, I would love to see the pictures on, uh, on you, uh, I'll, uh, of you. I'll, on send our, you on a, I'll send you a video. Absolutely, that would really <laughs> be nice to see. And that would really inspire, I'm sure uh, our listeners will be inspired with that one. I mean, start with something like that. It does, okay, probably, it doesn't have to be like a big vision out there that you know, right. or that is unreachable. Start with simple things like that, being able to do back, backflip, which I'm sure it's hard. I couldn't do a backflip. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Well, I, you know, I would say, you know, for, for example, uh, I didn't start with a backflip, obviously, you know, you know, for me, it was probably doing a pull-up, you know, doing a single pull-up when I was when I was first getting into exercise. You know, it's whatever that goal is for you that it's something you've never done before. You know, it's something you've never done before, but it's something that you want to do. And and knowing that you want it and knowing that you would really be excited if you achieved it, that's the key. And that's, that's what makes it uh, worthwhile. Absolutely. Well said. So now, can you tell us how did you transition? I mean, what, how was it like when you started transitioning to the paleo diet? Yeah, like I said, it wasn't so difficult for me. I was already eating a fairly nutrient-dense diet. Um, I already ate lots of fruits and vegetables. I was already in the habit of having things like salads and, and things like, um, you know, maybe your non-traditional foods. I had a confidence in the kitchen. I had been cooking for quite some time. Um, I really had a love of cooking uh, that preceded my pursuit of health. So I always liked to be in the kitchen and I feel like that's a really important skill to have when you're transitioning to paleo. And I'd say um, if I didn't have that already, I would encourage people to to make learning a few key recipes, learning how to do things like, you know, it seems it seems it seems easy, it seems simple, but learning how to scramble an egg, learning how to cook a steak. Um, learning how to uh, bake a whole chicken. You know, these are things that empower you and give you tools to then embark upon a paleo lifestyle. 
um, because if you can't prepare your own food, it's really difficult to avoid processed foods. It's really difficult to avoid the compromises that come along with already prepared meals, um, with fast foods, with restaurants, and the appeal of those things um, because they're always selling uh, convenience. But for me personally, I, I was fortunate to have that skill set in place. So it was simply a matter of uh, clearing out some cereals that I had in the uh, pantry. I had some, uh, you know, obviously I was into whole grains before, so I, I got rid of the whole grain crackers and I got rid of some of the whole grain, like little flatbreads and things like that. And so not eating bread was kind of unusual. And I had had sandwiches and, and things like that for a long time, so it was kind of strange giving some of that up. Um, but after a while, I stopped thinking of always having to eat, you know, meat between two slices of bread. You know, I started just kind of putting whatever meat, you know, if it's a hamburger, I'm just going to put it on a salad. If it's a piece of chicken, I'm going to, you know, maybe wrap it up with a piece of lettuce or just eat it straight off the bone. So I, I kind of let go of some ideas about how food has to be eaten, how food has to be presented, let go of some ideas about what you should eat for breakfast, what you should eat for lunch. You know, we have these ideas about what a breakfast food is. So people are like, okay, breakfast foods, bowl of cereal, scrambled eggs. I don't have time to scramble eggs, so I'm going to eat a bowl of cereal. Well, you can eat anything that you want in the morning for breakfast. Right now, I have a spoonful of, of coconut butter and uh, a glass of almond milk, and that's my breakfast. I don't really eat a big breakfast anymore. Um, but, you know, everybody's different. So it could be a, a piece of fruit. It could be um, some leftover meat from dinner the night before. It could be nothing. It could be a cup of, a cup of coffee with coconut milk in it or, or, or whatever. So, you know, letting go of some of our ideas about what a meal should be allows us to eat uh, really what that meal could be. And what that meal could be is something that's healthy uh, and something that's, that's more in alignment with the, the paleo approach which ultimately comes down to fruits, vegetables, uh, meats, and um, you know some nuts and seeds. So I think that I had a little bit easier than some people, but you know hopefully that's uh, you know something that people can kind of take away from this is is learn to cook and uh, let go of some ideas about what you should or shouldn't be eating uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is huge. I mean, I think we are constrained with the fact that, oh, we have to have this. This is the traditional breakfast. This is traditional right. lunch. Yeah, I, I really like what you what should, uh, your take on that one because that, that's really, uh, I think, one of the problems um, in our society nowadays because we think that, oh, breakfast should be like this and you, I can't exactly. eat this for breakfast or something like that. And you're right. It doesn't have to be the traditional way of eating things. I mean, we can, we can eat our lunch uh, for breakfast or you know the opposite so yeah. whatever you feel like eating that you know that yeah, it is good for you exactly <laughs> absolutely now that gets us to the next um, topic how did you mesh oh, oh sorry if there was a big challenge um, when you were transitioning to the paleo diet how what was it and how did you overcome them um, so at this point I've been I think it was 2010 when I first started paleo. So you know, I've I've been I've been eating healthy. I've been exercising for for over a decade, um, for more than that, for you know, 15 years. Uh, but for the past about three years, three or four years, I've actually been following the paleo diet. And so that really started uh, with with Lauren Cordain's book. And I think in his book, it's a great start. Um, it emphasizes 
you know, meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and, uh, and some fruit, you know, not going overboard on fruit. And I think that that's a good starting point. And I think that if somebody's first getting into paleo, that's a great beginning. But ultimately, I think you have to make paleo your own. And that was really a challenging thing because once I started paleo, I'm like, okay, this is it. And then when I started feeling like it wasn't working for me, the way that I was eating paleo, uh, for example, I was losing I was losing more weight than I wanted to uh, initially. I didn't want to uh, get skinny. I didn't want to feel... Uh, like I was I was losing muscle mass which which I was initially I started to think okay I need to incorporate uh, some more calorically dense foods into my diet and so I started looking at um, you know bringing back some of the traditional fats um, you know bringing back some dairy um, bringing back some things that are a little bit richer in calories that would help me keep my weight at, at what for me is a healthy level and and making those adjustments I think can be scary because if paleo works really well for you initially, you might be afraid to make any changes to it whatsoever. And if you do feel like you want to make changes to it, you might think that you're failing or that you're doing something wrong or feeling guilty or feeling like if you have a friend that's also doing paleo that they might judge you for it. Or if you have people that you talk to on Facebook, if you're not following paleo exactly the way that they say that you should, uh, that they're going to judge you for it, for it or they're not going to like you or whatever the case may be. Uh, so I think that that's the biggest challenge is is understanding that whatever anybody puts out there in terms of a paleo diet recommendation, uh, it could be on paper the best diet ever. It could be the most complete nutritionally. It could be beautifully, uh, you know, beautiful recipes. It could be delicious, but ultimately it has to work for you. And and when you try it and when you start doing it yourself, if you feel like something's not working. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, no worries. I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead. I'll I just go ahead and pick one. right back up. Yeah, I will cut that one. I'm sorry. Okay. So if you try it and you realize that something's not working for you, don't be afraid to modify. Don't be afraid to change things. There's more and more. There's more and more experts out there within the paleo world, even not even from the outside outside of paleo, but within paleo, people like Chris Cresser um, and and many others who say individualize. It's all about customize this lifestyle so that it fits you. Nutrient-dense foods first and foremost, um, eliminating things that are, are clearly bad for us, um, you know, things like the processed seed oils and, and gluten-containing grains. Um, but even then, if you do cheat or if you go off course, don't beat yourself up for it. Don't take that as a personal failing. Just get right back on the horse the next day and you'll be fine. It's not what you do every once in a blue moon that makes a difference. It's those habits that you have every single day. So if every single day you're eating nutrient-dense foods, things that work for you, you know, maybe you're eating a little bit more carbohydrate than a certain expert recommends, or maybe you're eating less carbohydrates than another expert recommends. That doesn't matter. It's what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? Ultimately, what gives you pleasure, what makes you happy, uh, and makes you satisfied in life. And I think uh, understanding that is is a huge challenge to people. Um, trusting yourself is a huge challenge, and that was that was my own uh, biggest challenge uh, when I made that transition to paleo. But I've I've learned to embrace uh, who I am and, and who I am even in the context of of eating a paleo diet. That's my own. It's uh you know it it's not your paleo diet. It's not anybody else's. It's my paleo diet. Yeah, 
Yeah, I really like your take on that one. I mean, I think we shouldn't take it as as a grain of sand and like it's a black and white because first right. of all, we have different uh, bodies. I mean, what works for you might not work for somebody else. Of course, it is. We should take it as like a guide and see what works for us. And, and to me, for example, if I eat ninety percent of my food of my diet healthy, then I can give myself maybe like ten percent to like have some some of those uh, indulgence like chocolate for example and, and right. you know on occasions because i think that's where a lot of people are hung up with like oh my god what about on my birthday what about on christmas exactly. you know it's not it's not like that so i think um, it's, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ways that we can we can help our listeners on trying to understand that okay you don't have to be like 100% you know <laughs> following this if that is if it's not your lifestyle and of course we have to enjoy life at the same time so right. yeah i like your take on that thank you for sharing now how did you measure your success and in continuing to follow the paleo lifestyle well at various points i've i've used some objective measures things like body fat percentage uh you know things like weight if i'm trying to gain weight or lose weight um so I've used some hard measurements. Um, I do take uh, pictures occasionally just to kind of document my progress. Um, and I think that having some objective measurements can be health uh, can be helpful and it can also be healthy uh, because it's hard to notice changes in ourselves uh, because we see ourselves in the mirror every single day. It's like it's like watching the grass grow. Uh, you don't see it because it's so small every day. The things that are happening, and I think when people start on any sort of diet or exercise regimen they look at themselves in the mirror on day one they say I don't like what I see they start working out they start eating whatever they think eating better is they start eating better and the next day they look at themselves in the mirror and they're like alright I don't really see any results but I'll keep trying this and that might go on for a week and hopefully at that point they see some results and they keep going but inevitably those results that you can just see visually are gonna stall you're not gonna see it and you're gonna get discouraged so I think that doing some some basic recording of data of information uh, is helpful to to remind yourself. Oh, oh wow, look, yeah, you know, I looked like this six months ago, and man, I've really made some big changes. I look like this now. So, you know, maybe once a month, everybody has a phone, or you know, most people have a phone that has a camera in it. Uh, you know, in the bathroom, you know, once a month, take a picture of yourself. You know, take one from the front, take one from the side, take one from the back. Boom, boom, boom. It takes two minutes. And now you have a record that you can always go back to and, and just look, oh, okay, so when I've been eating this way for months now, it's making a difference. You know, at a certain point, those results are inevitably going to slow down. You know, the, the law of diminishing returns kicks in. So the closer you get to your goal, if, for example, you're overweight by 100 pounds, that first 50 pounds is going to come off uh, 10 times faster than the last 50 pounds. Uh, so the closer you get to your goal, the, the more those results uh, decrease in terms of how fast they uh, take place so having just a simple record can really be helpful um, and that's one way that I measure success I think the other way is completely unscientific it has nothing to do with data it has nothing to do with recording and it's simply how I feel you know how do I feel um, when I eat a certain meal how do I feel when I uh, wake up in the morning how do I feel when I'm when I'm doing my workouts in the gym and and ultimately that's the thing that you have to live with day in and day out and so if you're doing something that's not really feeling too good, um, you know, maybe, for example, you're trying to really restrict carbohydrates and you feel like crap, uh, you know, that's that's something to take notice of. 
or vice versa. You know, eating too much carbohydrates makes you 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 know not feel good. Or when you when you cheated and you ate a croissant or uh, you know a piece of birthday cake uh, and you felt terrible. You know, maybe the next time you indulge, indulge in something different, like you were saying, uh, Marie, like a, a piece of chocolate or something like that. So, I think having a balance between objective measurements, things that don't require any interpretation and don't allow any room for your own kind of psychological and emotional baggage to weigh in. Um, I think that having a balance between those types of things, those objective measurements, as well as just your own subjective experience, is really the key to measuring success. There you have it. But I also want to remind our listeners that, you know, sometimes or more often, a lot of us are really like uh, focusing on, oh, my weight is not changing or like that. So I would like to say that we have this tangible measurements, like like the objective data that you've just mentioned. But at the same time, we also have those intangible um, data that is like, for example, how you feel about your body, how you feel like, how you, how you look, how, how you, yep. and that's really important because after the physical part, we transcend beyond that. We we go with, with, with oh my God, I feel good. I, I have more energy. I I'm able to do this. So I think that's one of one of the ways that we can really motivate ourselves. That oh, okay, it's 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 working. Some something is happening. Something is different um, with the way I feel about it. So thank you for sharing that. Ah, you're welcome. Now. Can you give us, our listeners, uh, top three advice that they can do today if they want to transition to the paleo-based approach to nutrition? So I think that if somebody, like, if, if somebody's not eating a paleo diet in any way, shape, or form right now, um, the first thing that I would recommend that they do is challenge themselves to do it for a solid week. Give yourself at least one full week of eating a, a very straightforward paleo diet. So that means in the morning you wake up, maybe you have a half an avocado and a couple eggs and a couple pieces of bacon. And then for a snack, you have a handful of almonds and, and an apple. And then for dinner, you have a salad, maybe with some chicken and some olive oil and, and a vinaigrette on it. Um, you know, maybe if you, you know, want something a little bit crunchy, some roasted uh, pumpkin seeds or something along those lines. You know, a little bit later, you need another snack, maybe a piece of beef jerky or uh, some dried fruit, and then for dinner, you know, having a you know some roast beef and some some cooked carrots and maybe some uh, roasted sweet potato or a regular potato even, uh, and then a side salad again with that, or or maybe just some sautéed greens. You know, follow a really straightforward paleo diet for one solid week. So go grocery shop, buy enough food for a week. Um, Commit to yourself that you owe it to yourself. If you can can potentially improve your health, your your finances, because being sick is a huge impact. It's the number one cause of bankruptcy in, in most individuals. So you can help your finances. You can help your your energy levels. You can help your relationships because the healthier and more energetic you are, the better you're going to be able to interact and and, and manage your social connections. Um, so you owe it to yourself to at least try one week of doing something different. So I would say that that's the biggest thing that you can do. Uh, you know, secondary to that is actually doing it. Um, you know, the third thing I'd say is actually incorporating some activity uh, in addition to the diet. So uh, that could be just going for a walk. 10, 15 minutes, go outside, go for a walk, get some fresh air. 
uh, start to pull yourself a little bit away from the habit of watching TV all the time or going on the internet all the time because this is really a lifestyle approach. And if you're sitting on TV or if you're sitting on the couch watching TV and you're seeing commercials for pizza and you're seeing commercials for Taco Bell and you're seeing commercials for snack foods all the time, you know what? You're going to want those things because those commercials are effective and the people that design those commercials and who design those foods know exactly what they're doing and they know how to motivate people to go buy those types of things. So if you want to be successful with your paleo diet, you have to also be deliberate about the type of information that you consume. So commit to following a, a pretty strict paleo diet for at least one week to experience the benefits. Um, get out and go for a walk and then uh, turn off the TV and, and cut down on some of the uh, the excess uh, information that, that you consume as well. All right. I mean, to our listeners, those three things that Tony just mentioned are very straightforward and you can do those ones today. So challenge yourself, as what he said, to try this paleo for a, a full week and see for yourself and then really commit to yourself that you're going to be doing this um, and make it make it a, a consistent um consistent to you to you and then uh, as a means to achieve your your health and fitness goals and then another thing that he mentioned is to incorporate some activities and especially to go out there and detach ourselves from the tv or from oh we are in a world of where technology is you know we are every i mean we have our phones all the time we have the tv there we have the computer i think it's really important to disconnect from that one for, for a few, even a few minutes or a few hours in a day that right. will really help us to kind of reflect and see oh my god there's more to life than just sitting inside or sitting in front of the tv so thank you for sharing those uh, wonderful tips that our listeners will really um take away with from our show today all right so we are closing to the end of our interview i'd like us to I'd like you to tell our listeners, you know, where they can connect with you and to learn more about what you do and how they can um, how they can continue watching you and be being their role model. So I would say the the best way that people can get a hold of me is um, you know check out the podcast. So so take a listen to Paleo Magazine Radio. Um, that's available on our website www.paleomagonline.com/radio. Uh, we're also available on iTunes, so you can simply search for Paleo Magazine Radio on iTunes and find it that way. Um, I have my own personal blog. Um, as Marie was saying before, you can still type in your 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 search bar or your taskbar, fitnessinanevolutionarydirection.com, but there's also a shorter uh, link to the website, simply livecaveman.com. Um, so you can hit me up there. Um, I'm on Twitter, Twitter at TonyFedFitness. I'm on Instagram at TonyFed1. On Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash fitness in an evolutionary direction. So I'm really all over the place. I try to make it easy for people uh, to find me. You can email me, Tony at paleomagonline.com if you have any questions. Um, and then I have a cookbook coming out called Paleo Grilling. It's going to be out this summer. It's uh, June 2014. It's a paleo focused book all about meat and fire and getting outside and hanging out with your friends, having a good time, cooking some good food. I partnered with a local chef here in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm located. And um, we came up with some really awesome recipes and hopefully people like it. Uh, so that's one other way that you can kind of uh, 
share you know that's one way you can share a meal with me by uh, cooking some of the recipes out of the book and like I said that'll be available this summer Wow I am excited to for that one a paleo grilling that is perfect summer is coming so that will be perfect for yeah yeah <laughs> I love the, the title too paleo grilling you nailed it and by the way um, all the fantastic resources and the links uh, mentioned in today's podcast like the paleo magazine radio um, his uh, Tony's blog will be included in uh, um, in a beautiful infographic show notes on transitioning to paleo.com. So you just type in the name Tony and the search bar and it will find it for you. So we will have those ones available so our listeners can just go there and click, click on the links that, to, to get them into those sites that we've just mentioned. So Tony, thank you so much. You hey, have it's been, been my pleasure. Yeah, you've been so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story and for being a role model to many and also for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Thank you know, you. me and the Paleo fans out there appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Hey, likewise, Marie. Did you know there is a hormone in your body that turns your belly into a magnet for ugly fat? It literally turns the food you eat into embarrassing, pan-stretching, stubborn belly fat, even the foods you think are healthy. Discover a simple test that reveals if the belly fat hormone is sabotaging your fat loss and learn the easy and natural ways to shut down this hormone for good so you can have the flat stomach you deserve. Go to eatmoreburnmoresystem.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to Transitioning to Paleo Made Easy. Now it's time to get your quick and easy step-by-step guide to transitioning to the paleo diet. This beautiful free download includes the three most important things that you need to be focusing on in order to make the transition as smooth as possible. Ready to get started? Head over to transitioningtopaleo.com right now and begin your journey, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.